0: 28K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines: Top officials are set to meet this afternoon to agree new anti-coronavirus measures. Experts differ on how to strengthen how to strengthen the SAR's defenses against the disease, and politicians clash over the use of sedition laws following the arrest of a district council chairwoman. Widespread reports say the Executive Council Excuse me. We'll meet this afternoon to consider further measures to limit gatherings and prevent the spread of the coronavirus. It follows a surge in imported cases and a series of local outbreaks. Exco member and lawmaker Regina Yip said she wanted to avoid the kind of stay-at-home measures implemented in the UK and several US states. However, she said more social distancing regulations were needed.
1: For example, I think there have been six cases of foreign domestic helpers infected. And we've got to do something about congregations of these domestic helpers on Sundays. And we shouldn't just put the blame on bars or people drinking alcohol. Um, wedding parties, um, um, uh, birthday parties, all these could be sources of uh, uh, spreading of infections. You know, government need to work out a more thorough, well-thought-out plan, not just targeting people, uh, restaurants, uh, bars that sell liquor.
0: Ms. Yip said she couldn't attend Exco meetings as she's on home quarantine. A respiratory diseases expert and advisor to the government has warned that Hong Kong is at a dangerous stage in the virus outbreak, with reports of numerous cases that have no clear source. Professor David Heu of the Chinese University also says studies show that so-called silent carriers, people who have the disease but show no symptoms, could pose an even higher risk of spreading the disease. He called on the public to stay vigilant and keep their distance
1: you can see that uh, there are increasing number of cases uh, involving the returnees and there are also some clusters in the community and some of the clusters actually uh, we have difficulty tracing the the contact source so we we are actually in a a quite critical uh, situation. There are now evidence uh, showing that even people with uh, minimal symptoms or very mild symptoms, they can still carry the virus and transmit the infection to others. Uh, we don't know how many of these are actually in the community.
0: The head of the Medical Association's Communicable Diseases Advisory Committee has called on the government to close all pubs for 14 days to end the chain of coronavirus infection there. Dr. Leung ji made the call after a cluster of cases linked to bars. He says venues where customers don't usually wear masks, like restaurants, should also limit customer numbers and keep them apart. Dr. Leung says such action is urgent or Hong Kong will fall.
2: If we allow the transmission chain to continue, the number will multiply properly at least two times per week. We might add a lot of these cases into our community, and this will make our controlling measure very difficult. Because we are facing both pressure from outside, with a lot of students coming back, if we do not take drastic action against these custody outbreaks in the past, there will be uncontrolled spread of the infection within our community, and we will fall like other cities in no time.
0: Dr. Leung also cast doubt on measures to limit the number of people joining social gatherings, which Exco, EXCO will reportedly discuss today. He says they might not be useful in themselves.
2: If each table has only even four persons, if all the tables are counted together, you are still have a lot of people inside the venue, and that is lot a useful way I think of limiting the transmission. I think for those at risk pace, if there are evidence of transmission we lead to temporary closing them up. And for those who are at risk of transmission, we need to space the customer out and limit the time they are not put on the
0: mask. A University of Hong Kong epidemiologist says he sees no need for a full lockdown here, despite the several local outbreaks, including those linked to a wedding in Discovery Bay and to bars in Lan Kwai Fong. Professor Benjamin Cowling, head of epidemiology and biostatics at HKU, says he sees a balance in the measures the SAR has taken.
1: We have to think about what's the purpose of the measures. If we're in a desperate situation like maybe northern italy was then you go to a lockdown because you want to really stop transmission at all costs but in hong kong we're not in that position uh we we could do a lockdown and stop all transmission but actually there's not that much transmission to stop if you look at the the figures coming in we have a lot of imported cases but we don't have so many local infections of course we wouldn't like any but at the same time we wouldn't like a lockdown either
0: Professor Cowling said health officials were at the moment able to keep on top of clusters of cases with extensive contact tracing and testing. However, he warned that a sharp increase in the number of outbreaks could lead the authorities to lose control.
1: When these clusters are identified, then all the people involved, like the people in the Discovery Bay Wedding, all the people are then monitored very carefully, and that's a way to stop infection from spreading further. But you can imagine if we had instead of one or two clusters at the moment, if we had 10 or 20 suddenly it's much more difficult to get on top of, to track all those people down and to keep a close eye on them. And that's what we're really worried about, that we'll be overwhelmed by maybe outbreaks, and then it's difficult to pull back at that point.
0: A migrant workers concern group says a growing number of domestic helpers are being asked to work when they stay home on their days off. The remarks come as the SAR government and the Philippine consulate both urge workers to avoid gatherings on rest days. At least 16 Filipinos here have been diagnosed with COVID-19 so far. The administration says it's reminded employers they can't deny deny helpers their rest days. But Iman Villanueva from the Asian Migrant Coordinating Body says its survey of 1,200 helpers shows a quarter are asked to work when they stay home and one in five is denied time off.
3: Back home. That the government is referring to is actually our place of work and so telling migrant workers to stay at home is actually telling migrant workers to stay at work that's the dilemma that we have and so it's a damn if you do damn if you don't situation you go out the, the government and even some members of the community would say you go out and you will bring virus when you get back home but you stay at home you are forced to work you cannot rest and you don't have a you know your own space
0: Exco member Ronnie Tong says freedom of speech is not untouchable and restrictions must be in place when community security is at stake. He was speaking after the arrest on sedition charges of the Central and Western District Council Chairwoman Zheng Lai King. She's now out on bail and has not yet been charged. The barrister said the sedition laws only target the promotion of hatred or violence against a group of people or the government, and merely criticizing authorities is not an offense. He said people would not be convicted lightly.
3: No prosecution
2: can be brought without the written consent of the Secretary for Justice. And of course, before giving such consent, the Secretary for the would have to carry out the what I call the proportionality test to balance against the harm towards the community, against the harm towards the personal rights of the individual. Now, the second safeguard is that uh, it's written in the statute that no person can be convicted on the testimony of a single witness. The witness evidence must be corroborated by other evidence before a conviction can be sought.
0: The Civic Party chairman Alan Leung says the arrest of Ms. Jang under colonial era sedition laws is an attempt to silence dissent. He said she'd previously quarreled with the police commissioner at a meeting, and he accused the force of using draconian laws to oppress her. Mr. Leung, who's also a barrister, said the move hurt the SAR's image.
2: If we are using such archaic draconian political charge against the political dissent in Hong Kong, then we are sending a message to the world that we are not respecting the basic law, and especially the human rights and freedom, the rule of law, enshrined in the basic law. Now, this message is very damaging to Hong Kong if we want to stay a
0: trusted international financial center. Latest figures from the United States show that it now has more confirmed cases of the coronavirus than any other country in the world. Johns Hopkins University says the U.S. has over 82,400 COVID-19 patients, overtaking China, which has had just under 82,000. Italy has 80,500. Asked at a press conference in Washington, D.C. whether these figures were surprising, President Trump said it was a tribute to the amount of testing that was being done. We've got tremendous amounts of equipment coming in. A lot of great companies are making equipment right now. The ventilators, obviously, they take a little longer to make, and we're going to be in great shape. We took over an empty shelf. We
3: took over a very depleted place in a lot of ways. Uh, As you know,
0: the testing is going very, very well. Mr. Trump said he'd have a phone call with President Xi Jinping this morning. The French president, Emmanuel Macron, has warned his fellow European leaders the corona pandemic could spell the end of the border-free Schengen zone. A French diplomat said Mr Macron made the comments during a video conference with EU leaders. During the discussions, EU heads of government couldn't agree on a fiscal response to the crisis. They've given finance ministers a deadline to work out fund credit lines. Ursula von der Leyen is the president of the European Commission.
1: There has been uh, the tasking of the Eurogroup, and uh, in the conclusions, it's very clear how the task has been uh, designed. And uh, I think it was a time frame of two weeks in which uh, the Eurogroup has to come back then with proposals.
0: There's been a new warning about the threat posed to displaced people in northern Syria by the coronavirus. Almost a million people in the area have fled their homes since December. United Nations spokesman Stéphane Dujaric said there were currently more than 6 million internally displaced people across Syria, and those forced to flee recent fighting in Idlib were considered to be at particular risk.
3: We are, of course, deeply concerned about the potential impact of the virus on millions of people across Syria,
0: and particularly the over 900,000 people who remain displaced due to hostilities since December 1st in the country's northwest. A famous lone wolf in Canada has been killed in a remote part of Vancouver Island. The wildlife photographer who tracked the animal was told by hunters they'd killed the wolf on the west coast of the island. Here's the BBC's Emily Horler.
4: The male wolf, nicknamed Takea was being monitored by ecologists. Cheryl Alexander, a wildlife photographer who documented and tracked the animal for six years, was told by hunters that they'd shot a wolf fitted with an ear tag on the west coast of Vancouver Island. In January, the wolf was spotted in an urban area and was relocated to a quiet patch of wilderness to aid its survival. This is where it was hunted. The photographer has made a plea for all trophy hunting to be stopped.
0: Currencies, the euro stands at 1 U.S. dollar and 10 cents, the dollar is trading at 108.35 yen, and the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 49 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 23,584, that's 234 points down on the previous close. Sports,
5: here's Adam Jeng. The Hong Kong Ladies' Open Golf Tournament has become the latest sporting event in the city to be postponed because of COVID-19. The sixth edition of the event was scheduled to take place from the 8th to the 10th of May at the Old Course in Fan The Hong Kong Golf Club said on the event's website that the decision to postpone was made in consultation with tournament stakeholders and in the interest of the safety of players, fans and officials. The golf club also said they're committed to hosting the tournament at a later date in 2020. Now to North America, where all major professional sports remain suspended because of coronavirus. Thursday would have been opening day of the new Major League Baseball season. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovic has more on what fans can look forward to when play resumes.
3: Opening day is sort of ceremonial across America. It marks the beginning of spring, and as a kid I can remember rushing home to watch the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field on these opening day, these magical moments uh, for for baseball, certainly. This was the day the Washington Nationals were stepping on the field for the first time as reigning World Series champions, the first baseball team in D.C. to do so win the title since 1924. It's also the day that the Los Angeles Dodgers were going to begin the season resurrecting the memories of Kirk Gibson and Oro Hirschheiser from their glorious World Series championship 32 years ago with the unveiling of Mookie Betts. And finally, it was the day the Yankees we're going to unveil Garrett Cole, the richest pitcher in baseball history, showing why he's worth every penny of his three hundred and twenty-four million dollar staggering contract. As you mentioned, this was going to be opening day. All thirty teams were scheduled to play the earliest opening day in baseball history. Instead, every park ballpark is empty, no fans, no players, no games. MLB Commissioner Manfred has said possibly the season could start June 1st, but I think that's a a stretch for sure. The season is going to have to be shortened, and we're we're looking at playing baseball in November.
5: The basketball entertainer Fred Curley-Neal of the Harlem Globetrotters has died at age 77. The dribbling wizard played for the Globetrotters from 1963 to 85, appearing in more than 6,000 games in 97 countries for the exhibition basketball team known for their combination of comedy and athleticism. He had his jersey retired in 2008, making him one of five Globetrotters to have received such an honor. Neil's number 22 can be seen in the rafters at Madison Square Garden in New York. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung reporting, ending the news from RTHK.
6: Easy, easy, easy. Easy, easy, easy. We keep on going up and down, wasting all the time, wishing we stayed on the sidelines, but you would have left by now if you had seen the signs from the very beginning. Can't tell if we're a masterpiece or catastrophe Oh I'm sorry for the confusion I keep on causing Yeah my mind is playing tricks on my heart Yeah my mind is playing tricks on my heart tapes all the memories we made you're feeling like you're under attack with all the things i keep
4: afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Friday the 27th of March is today's date. I hope you're all doing well. We've got a busy program uh, on today's 123 Show. Just after half past one, we are talking about boosting your immune system the natural way. That's right. Uh, easy ways to do so. And we are going to be chatting with Renita Hora, who is a uh, Ayurvedic clinic, uh, clinician and also the writer and head of marketing and communications at SRI International, which is uh, Silicon Valley's pioneer science research institute. And uh, also after uh, two o'clock, uh, we will be uh, chatting. Uh, uh, it's time for the Agenda Cafe uh, with Karen Co. And this time uh, we're talking about a more serious topic. We're talking about sexual uh, violence, um, and we'll be joined uh, with uh, by two guests, uh, Dr. Philip Bay, uh, who is uh, from the University of Hong Kong, and also uh, with Dorian Lau from Amnesty International. Uh, we also want to hear from you as well. Uh, feel free to get in touch with us. Our email address is 123show at rthk.hk. That's 123show at rthk.hk.